You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, then come and join us and be a part of the Passion Church family. You can visit our website, passionchurchmo.com, to find out more about us. But anyway, I want to welcome you um, to Passion Church today. I am Pastor Colleen, and um, I just asked for uh, the pulpit today. So my lovely husband, um, amazing father, uh, gave his pulpit up to me today. So I really hope that you're blessed by the message today. And uh, we just want to welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, but as I told you, I was going to, Wednesday when I was talking to my grandparents um, on my grandparent page, um, I talked about reaping and sowing. And uh, I just kind of wanted to go back there. And as I was preparing this message, it came out a little different than it did on Wednesday. Um, But we're going to turn to Galatians 6. Galatians 6. This is a great reaping and sowing scripture. Galatians 6, going to verses 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's out of the New King James. Now I want to read it to you out of the Passion. I love the Passion translation. Make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. For what you plant, you will always, will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of the spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. Don't you love the way that, I love the way the passion reads that. I mean, that's just pretty descriptive. Whatever you plant you're going to reap. And I've got some farmers in the house today. Uh, This is a very elementary teaching, but I don't want you to check out because I'm really hoping that you can walk away with some kind of a nugget this morning. So don't be like, okay, we've heard this a bazillion times. Uh, Well, you haven't heard it from me, nor have you heard it from me today. So um, I'm believing that God's going to deposit something in you this morning. But We all know that whatever you plant, you're going to reap, right? And so if you plant a garden and you plant tomatoes, and if if you plant a tomato plant and that tomato plant produces corn, uh, don't eat it, right? (laughs) If you plant a corn stalk or corn seed and it produces tomatoes, don't eat it. Something's wrong with that, right? So whatever seed you plant, that's the harvest that you're going to get from that, right? And so uh, God's not mocked. So what you sow, you reap. You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You sow to the spirit, you're going to reap eternal life. And don't grow weary, you will reap, right? You will reap. So what does sowing to the flesh look like? I want to go back and discuss this for a minute. What does sowing to the flesh look like? We're going to go to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. 
The cravings of the self-life, and this is out of the passion, the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. <laughs> Have I stepped on any toes yet? Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? I'm going to read them again. I'm going to read them again. Remember, I'm the person that prays that God gives me a nice, sweet, loving message. And it was going to be that. And then he has to get right in the middle of it, and he has to put that little twist in there because he knows I'll do it. He knows I'll say it. And I want you all to understand, if you've never had the uh, privilege to stand behind the pulpit to deliver a word, then I really would encourage you to ask Pastor Son Sunday, hey, can I preach today? Because I guarantee what's going to happen is when, when you get behind here, and any, any of my people that know that have preached behind this pulpit, when you get up here and you deliver a word, you are delivering that word to you as much as you are delivering it to you. And so when I say you, I mean us, okay? So if I'm saying you, don't just hear you. I'm, I'm saying us, okay, because we're all in this together. But I'm going to read it again because I think this is very important, especially the day and age that we are living in. If we're a Christ follower, we have to be a Christ follower, right? We've already learned if you're going to sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Corruption is death, right? The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality. Check. Lustful thoughts. Check. Am I the only one brave enough? <laughs> Pornography. Check. Chasing after things instead of God. Check. Manipulating others. I was so good at it. Check. Hatred of those who get in your way. Check. Senseless arguments, check, 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 check. <laughs> Resentment when others are favored, check. Temper tantrums, check. <laughs> you guys don't know what I live with, okay? <laughs> I had to do that to him because, now remember, he always gets up here and he always, he always does a doozy on me sometimes. Especially when, you all don't hear it though, because he does it when I'm do, usually doing announcements. He's like, come on, ready, wrap this up. So I just had to check that. But anyway, okay, angry quarrels, only, <laughs> only thinking of yourself, check. Being in love with your own opinions, whoo. That's a great big one. Being in love with your own opinions. That's a little high-minded, huh? <laughs> It's like most of y'all know my housing situation. And uh, poor Marilyn, we just taken her all over the place. <clears throat> we have worn her out. Where is Marilyn? Totally wore her out. And she just kind of had to do a little Marilyn yesterday to us and just kind of be a mama to us and say, listen here, kids, in her Marilyn nice way. 
But she came to me this morning. She goes, I hope it wasn't too hard. I'm like, no, it wasn't too hard. We need, we need to hear some strong, strong, loving words and direction sometimes, right? Um, <laughs> murder, I can't check that one. Other than the Bible says that if you hate your brother, it's the same as murder. So I haven't physically murdered anybody, but I have hated somebody. So check. Um, uncontrolled addictions, check, check, check. Wild parties, check, 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 check. And all other similar behavior. You could at least have checked at least one of those, right? So that's what sowing to the flesh looks like. So sowing to the flesh, where does it start at? It starts in your mind. It doesn't, it's not something that you just, you think you're, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to manipulate people today. You just don't do that. Or you know what? I think today I'm going to get up and I'm just going to have an angry fight. Or today I'm just going to fall into sexual immorality. Let me hit that sexual thing real quick. I know there's children in here. You don't fall into it. You don't fall into it. My young ones, you don't fall into it. You walk into it eyes wide open, okay? Okay? And that is a door, something you don't want to walk into. And I know right now that the enemy has every kind of trap set for the young people especially. And I'm talking young people. I mean, they can Google in a word and come up with all kinds of stuff that can open their world up to everything. You know what? Sex is something that God designed between a husband and a wife in the confines of marriage, amen, between one man and one woman, that's how he created it to be. But the enemy has taken it and he has perverted it and he has went all to hell with it. Right? And now our little, our little kids, innocent, that fast can be taken into a world of destruction by one thing that they see. All it takes is your eyes to see something and man, you're into you're into a web, worldwide web. I really believe that is that is the true name for that internet. But anyway, um, so anyway, so sowing to the flesh starts in your mind. Okay, I said you don't fall into it. You walk into it eyes wide open, right? Um, holding grudges is sowing to your flesh. Entertaining impure thoughts is sowing to your flesh. Wallowing in self pity is sowing to your flesh gossiping, whether it's true or not true, it's gossip if you're talking about it. Self-centeredness is sowing to your flesh. Being critical of others is sowing to your flesh. Envy, being envious of, of your brother and sister is sowing to the flesh. Amen? Okay, so what does sowing to the spirit look like? Y'all want to hear that one? Let's turn this. Let's make this good, right? I know this is a simple elementary teaching, but you know what? Sometimes we got to be, be reminded of it. So Galatians 5, and 23 says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. And never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. One more time. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you, say within me, is divine love in all that is varied expressions. 
I mean, it, love can be is it, many different expressions of love, right? Joy that overflows. You can say it with me. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart. And strength of spirit. Those are the fruit of the spirit. That's what living in the spirit looks like. So let's go to that. Um, so you sow to the spirit when you have a Christ-like attitude. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway. Someone does something not nice to you at Walmart. You know, I'm just going to take a little tiny rabbit trail. <clears throat> One thing that I think that we as Christians need to really get a hold of and grasp um, is we have, if, if we truly have the love of Christ, then we need to see people where they're at. It is so easy to throw out a judgment when someone has a crappy attitude, right? I, I, we're all guilty. Every one of us in this room is guilty of this one. It's like, you know, did you see how she looked today? She didn't even smile today. What the heck's up her? What's she thinking? What's got all up in her crawl? Pastor, man, what's up with him? He was totally zoned or something. And Steve, we don't even want to talk about Steve. But we do. We do, guys. We judge people, right? We judge people by a way that they may be acting. But you know what? The woman in Walmart who's maybe throwing a fit with her kids and we're all up in arms about how she's responding to her kids, we haven't seen what happened 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour before. Maybe her husband just absolutely laid into her and shred her emotions, and she is spent. She has nothing more to give, and these kids are plucking on her last nerve. Instead of having that judgmental attitude, maybe we should go up and say, hey, man, can I pray with you? I perceive that you're kind of having a kind of a crappy day. Can I pray with you? Most people aren't going to turn you away. Most people will not do that. You know, or, or let's, let's talk about the person, the older person who's in the Walmart line. And I can go there because my mother does this. So, Mom, this is for you. So she gets those automatic little driving things in Walmart, you know. And my mother has a really great knack of finding the one that the battery is just about dead. So that makes it go even slower. <laughs> so I find myself getting really um, losing patience in the moment, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this happened just the other day. That's why I can say this. And so it's like we were in, in Price Chopper, and it's like if she would have just let me run in and get what she needed on her list, it would have been really a quick run, right? But no, she wanted to go in because she's not been out much. And my mom's a real personable person, and she likes people. My mom never meets a stranger, so that's kind of where I get my, my thing from. And so I, tr I see myself turning to my mother every day, though. And um, so we're in Price Chopper, and she has to go down every aisle. And she's got a list, like, of three items. But she has to go down every aisle. Okay, now remember, she's picked the little cart that's almost dead. So now she's going even slower than normal. 
I'm on a time clock. I got, I got things to do. And my mom is just like in, in heaven because she's out with people. And then she'll stop somebody and say, oh, your blouse is so pretty. Where did you get that? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, mom, come on. I've got things to do. And then she upped on the next. I'm like, what did you say is on your list? Well, I got to get milk and bread and eggs. Okay, well, those are all pretty much in the same area, right? But she has, no, we're over here on the cracker aisle. Well, the crackers have nothing to do with your milk and eggs, right? So I find myself losing patience sometimes. But then the Lord has to come in and kick my behind. I don't know if he does it to you, but he sure does it to me. And he's like, you know what? You could not have a mom. And, or she could be a total invalid. Or she could have dementia. Or all kinds of things that he starts speaking. And it's like, okay, Father, I forgive me. Forgive me. She's my mom. You blessed me with her. And I have to honor her. Even though she gets on my nerves sometimes, I have to honor her. And then he goes, and who changed you when you were little? Who took care of you when you were little? How much patience did it take for her to take raising you, especially when you became a teenager in those rebellious years and those mouthy, those mouthy times and, and the mean, hateful things that you said to her? And she took them, and she loved you through it. All right, God, I get the point. So it's like we, we, just, we just need to, don't be so judgy. Don't be so judgy. Just think about it. You know, yeah, there's some, there's some pretty wicked people in this world. And some people are just mean, vile people. And we're going to have that in this world. We're going to have that. But for the most part, most people are just people, right? And if you find someone just kind of struggling, just kind of go up to them. You know, or, or if you don't feel comfortable going up to them, say a prayer to them. But don't just, don't show your frustration to them. Because they need to see the love of the Father. Amen? And so, having that Christ-like attitude. Um, when we forgive people, we have a Christ-like attitude. When we take our thoughts captive. When we refuse to gossip. When we speak the truth in love. That's the Spirit. Work through the spirit, having integrity, doing what you say you're going to do. Don't be a liar. And then you reap what you sow. Talked about you plant tomatoes, you expect to receive tomatoes, right? So you plant what you sow. If you're sowing kindness, you're going to reap. If you sow lying, you're going to reap. If you sow uh, lack of patience, you're going to receive. So we have to remember the things that we sow because seed produces after its own kind, right? If you sow gossip, you're going to be gossiped about. You're going to reap it, right? So I just want to kind of give a couple of, of stories in the word. Jacob uh, deceived his father by, by stealing his brother Esau's birthright. Remember that story? That was some seed that he sowed. Jacob sowed that seed. Well, then let's go a few years ahead. Now Jacob is being lied to by his sons, telling him that his son Joseph is dead, which in turn causes Jacob great distress in his heart, put him into mourning because he thinks that his son is dead. He reaped. Okay? Uh, let's look at Paul. We all love Paul, but we don't really think about Paul being a persecutor of Christians. He was, he was hard after them. I mean, he was bloodthirsty after Christians. He murdered Christians, okay? So this was seed that Paul sowed, right? Okay, so what happened to Paul once he got saved? 
He was persecuted for the gospel of Christ. That was something he reaped. Paul was there for Stephen stoning. He cheered it on. He was right there watching it in total agreement with Stephen being stoned. And then Paul reaping, he was stoned and left for dead. I could go on and on about Paul. Um, so you, you reap what you sow. This is a catcher here. Is you reap in a different season that you sow. So I want you to go, um, oh, hold on a second. Um, so the beginning of Galatians says, don't be deceived. Remember, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Don't be deceived. So um, I want you to go to Ecclesiastes 8.11. Like, preach it, girl. Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So you're reaping in a different season that you sow. Sometimes reaping takes time. Brandon, when you sow your field, do you get harvest immediately? No. There's a process to it, Right and you're believing that God's going to give the increase. Um, so because of this time lapse, sometimes we may think that we've escaped reaping. Like Ecclesiastes said, if a judgment doesn't come hastily, then we think, whoo, I got through that one. You reap what you sow. You okay with this? Is this hard? Am I stepping on toes? Y'all can talk to me. I would like to know this is a relevant message. So if we could see long-term results with the seed that we sow, um, I think that we would always sow to the Spirit, right? I know I would. And if God showed us the seeds or the, what we would reap from the seeds that we sowed, it's like, would you possibly maybe be nicer to somebody? Would you maybe not talk about somebody at dinner? Would you maybe not not pay your bills? Would you maybe uh, not go into that immorality? If you could see the seeds, that those seeds, what they reap, the heartache that that brings, we would sow, we would sow definitely more to the Spirit. Uh, you reap more than you sow. Every kernel of corn reaps an ear with many kernels. One kernel reaps a whole ear with many more kernels on it, right? So we reap more than we sow. Where do I want to go with that? I'm going to keep my scriptures in. I think I'm good. So, and you reap in proportion to what you sow. Although you reap more than you sow, your reaping is determined by your generosity. Okay? So even though you may reap more than you sow, your Harvest is all measured by your generosity. So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Um, Pastor and I were talking about Jessica and Justin uh, a couple days ago. And Jessica and Justin right now are in a season of blessing, like total favor and blessing. 
We all go through the ebbs and the flows. Some seasons we're in the height of blessing and other seasons we're going through the valley and we're going through trial and temptation, right? Right? And so Jessica and Justin right now, it's like everywhere they're turning around, God's just loving them, like smacking their face, love it, love, love. So this would give many of us an opportunity to get jealous by God loving on them and them being the golden children right now. I wasn't planning on that. And it's like, but this goes back to sowing of the flesh. When we see a brother or sister and God's blessing them, man, you rejoice with that brother or sister. Because you know what? If you're reaping, if you're sowing seeds, you're going to have the same, you're going to have the same harvest. But not all seeds come in harvest immediately. So you may be going, but Pastor Colleen, you don't know how much money I've sowed. I've sowed and sowed and sowed and sowed, and I am still in a world of hurt financially. All I can do is tell you, I know what the word says. He says that you can't outgive him, and he says that you will reap if you faint not. Right? And so you've got to hold on knowing that you're sowing. Um, and so also, uh, you know what? This is really sad. This one's a little bit smaller print. But I really could use my readers right now. Isn't that sad? Y'all are like, can y'all read that? Shut up. <laughs> so if you sow an acre, you reap what that acre can produce. If you sow 100 acres, you reap what that 100 acres can produce, right? Uh, the more you sow to the spirit, the more you reap a blessing of a, of a righteous harvest. And the more you sow to your flesh, the more you reap an unrighteous harvest. So it's up to you. It's all on you of what you're reaping, right? From it's, because it's from what you're sowing. So you reap. So sometimes we reap what other people have sown. This one's a big one too. So right now you are reaping from seeds that you didn't even sow. Some of those seeds might be really good things that you're, that you're reaping right now. Some of them may not be good seeds at all, but you're still reaping it. But that doesn't sound fair. Well, who says it's supposed to be fair? You get saved, you now become illuminated, and all of a sudden now the light's on, and the enemy wants you, and he hunts you. And the word says he comes like a lion to steal, kill, and to destroy. You are hunted. So wherever we got this tiptoe through the tulips thing is a total out and out lie. So uh, you reap what others have sown. So right now you're reaping things that you didn't sow. Let's go here, Joshua and Caleb. Uh, they wandered almost 40 years in the desert. Why? Because a couple, 10 spies were living in disobedience and fear. Caleb and Joshua wanted to go, Remember? But these spies came back, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. And so because of that, Joshua and Caleb had to pay. That's what they paid. I mean, because they didn't want to go. And so they reaped what, what those spies sowed. Uh, what you are tomorrow depends on what you sow today. What you, what you are tomorrow is what you sow today. One more time. What you are tomorrow is what you sow today. What do you want to be tomorrow? What do you want to be tomorrow? My young ones, what do you want to be? Sky's the limit. You have yet to have made the monumental mistakes that a lot of us in here have made. What do you want to be? 
What do you want to be tomorrow? Think about that, and then think about the seeds that you're going to sow, right? If you're going to sow bullying and hatefulness and disobedient to your mom and dad, and you're just going to be a little pain in the butt, I guarantee it comes back full circle. You reap what you sow. <laughs> Both of those kids were very, very stubborn children being, being raised. And so my grandchildren, I'm going to speak life. Also, you are making choices today that affect the rest of your life. The choices that you make today affect the rest of your life. Don't make your life just Throw it, like, like throw it in the wind and just see where it goes. Don't do that. Be very purposeful with your life. You can control that by the things that you sow, by the things that you say, by the things that you do. Amen? You want, you want change? You be the change. You want change? You be the change. Right? Sow seeds of obedience, and they'll bloom into a harvest of righteousness, not just... Uh, but not just for you, but your kids and grandkids. So grandparents, I'm back to you guys again. You know, we right now, we, we, are, we are reaping seeds that we've sown. We are able to sow seeds into our, our grandkids right now. We're able to speak those things. That's why I said when I opened up this morning, speak life, speak life, speak life. What do you see with your grandkids? If they're living like heathens, Absolutely not, not on my watch. And you begin to speak a life over them and begin to prophesy over them and, and tell them in the spirit who they are and what they can do. Amen? Amen? So I wanted to leave you with this. This is a great little ditty. Sow a thought, reap an act. Sow a thought, reap an act. Sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow character and reap a destiny. Sow a thought, reap an act. Sow an act, reap a harvest. I'm sorry, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow character, reap a destiny. So I want to leave you with this. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged in doing good because the word's very clear that he promises that you will reap if you do not give up. So I just really want to uh, hopefully encourage you this morning, no matter where you're at, whether you're in the favor of the Lord right now or whether you're at the bottom of the barrel, God knows right where you're at. Or maybe you're uh, at a place and you're like, I don't even have a home. I tell you, I had to repent during worship this morning. You know, many people, maybe if you, if you saw me, that's why I'm up on the front row, so I love it because nobody sees me. Um, but God and I talk during worship, and he talks back to me, and we just communicate. And <clears throat> I just had to begin to think about his goodness and that he is a good, good father and that he does want the best things for his kids. And you know what? I always tease and say I am his favorite, that I am his favorite. And when he created me, there was no more like me ever made and you all can take it and own it too because it's the same for you too, but I'm the one talking right now. And it's like, um, 
So as I'm just talking to the Lord, I'm like, God, you do love me. And I know that you have my best interests at heart and that you said in your word, you want to give me the desires of my heart. And I think I've made it really clear of the desires of my heart. And, you know, I'm just talking to him. And then all of a sudden, this overwhelming repentance came on me. And I just began to apologize that I even second guess him. It's like, my gosh, Colleen, how long have you been walking with the Lord and we're back here again. Have you not gotten past this? The super simple, I'm questioning. But you know what? We do it all the time. We do it all the time. I always put, my, I always put myself in a position of a child because he says, come like a child, have childlike faith. So when I come to the Lord, I always see myself as a little girl. And so it's like, I come and I go before my father and it's like, I just see the little sowing of the flesh, my little temper tantrum, but this is what I want. And then I bring him back to remembrance. You, your word says this. And then he has to chastise me a little bit. And then I have to pout off and storm away and have my little fit. And then he like leaves me alone. And then I'm alone with my thoughts and my actions and then the voice of the enemy right here and how justified I am by acting like a little poop. And then finally, finally, then I come to myself. The Lord doesn't do it. I come to myself and then I come back to the Father. I said, Father, please forgive me. I'm really sorry. That wasn't my heart. You know, that's not my heart. I know I said some mean, ugly things to you and please forgive me because that's not my heart. And you know what? He's always like, come here, girl pulls me up on his lap and he hugs me, wipes away my tears, plays with my hair because I like that. Might tickle my arm because I like that too. But that's the relationship I have with my father. And if you don't have that relationship like that with him, man, today's the day to get that relationship because it's intimate and it's beautiful. And my ladies in here, y'all know what it's like to have a daddy and to be able to crawl up on his lap and to love him. Maybe your dad's gone and you don't have that. But you know what? You got him the best father in the world. And I know, looking at Jeff's face, I'm not just talking to girls. You dads know what it's like. You men know what it's like to have a father. You know, every single one of us have a mom and a dad. Whether you're adopted, it doesn't matter how you got here. You have a mom and a dad, and you were created for a purpose. And God's got your number, and he's got great things in store for you. But he's like, okay, here's a, here's a nugget. Now, what do you want your tomorrow look, to look like? If that's what you want tomorrow to look like, then you sow a seed to make it match that. Amen? Amen? Let's stand. Thank you, Father. I praise you, Jesus. Lord, I know this was a simple message, but I think it's one that we need to be reminded about often Father, I thank you, God, that um, as I read scripture this morning, Father, that uh, talks about sowing and reaping and, and sowing to the flesh versus reaping, uh, reaping the flesh and sowing to the spirit and reaping of the spirit. Father, I want to always be able to reap from the spirit, Father. So I pray, God, that you would help me to crucify my flesh. Father, it's a daily battle. It is a daily battle. 
And Father, I ask right now, God, that you would just send the Holy Spirit right now, Father, into, into the midst of us right now, Father. Lord, I ask that you would just begin to reveal to each of us those areas that we need to work on, God, those attitudes that we need to work on, Father. Maybe it's our mouth. Maybe it's our attitude. Maybe it's our thoughts. But Lord, whatever it is, God, you know. We can't hide anything from you. We can't hide anything from you. You're there. The word says, up in heaven, you're there. Down in hell, you're there. You're there. We can't escape it. So, Father, I thank you, God, that you know each of us right where we're at, God. And I thank you, Lord, it does not matter how many times we've messed up, how many times we re we've repented of the same things, Lord, that you're still ready to take us and to forgive us and to love us right where we're at, Father. Because you are a good, good father. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram at Passion Church Mo. Until next time, God bless.